This is Books of Titans, the podcast dedicated to the influences of influencers. The books that have helped shape prominent inventors, business leaders, athletes, intellectuals, scientists, and others. We'll talk about what makes these books such classics and at least attempt to have an intelligent discussion about what makes them so important and influential. Hello, this is Eric Rosted. I'm recording this from Spring Hill, Tennessee, which is right outside of Nashville. Today, I'm going to cover a book called All the King's Men by Robert Penn Warren. This is book five out of 52 for my 2019 reading list. In this episode, I will cover three different segments. The first one's just going to be a brief introduction to the book. And the second segment, I'm going to go back to book four, which was The Art of X-Ray Reading. And that book provided some tools to use when reading fiction to, to get more out of the book. So I'm going to use some of those tools that I learned about and apply them immediately to this book. So if you missed ep- that episode, it's it's a few episodes back, but uh, check that out and, and, and learn about some of those tools and then and then maybe come back to this episode. Uh, but not necessary to, to, to proceed with this episode. The third segment will be the one thing, and that's the one key takeaway that I want to leave with you guys, the listeners, and then also the, the one thing I always want to remember from, from this book. My main goal for this episode is to, to somehow convince you to read this book. It was amazing. And to that extent, I'm going to do my best to avoid any kind of spoilers. So in a segment one here about the book and about the author, Robert Penn Warren, the author who was born in 1905 and died in 1989. He grew up in Kentucky and uh, and also lived quite a few years in Tennessee. He went to high school in Tennessee and then went to Vanderbilt University, which is in downtown Nashville. He was also a Rhodes Scholar, so uh, studied at Oxford in the 1930s. And... All the King's Men, uh, this book, this is his best-known work. It won won the Pulitzer Prize in 1947. And what's interesting about uh, Robert Penn Warren is that he also won the Pulitzer Prize for poetry in both 1958 and 1979, making him the only person to have ever won the Pulitzer for both fiction and poetry. In 1965, this is kind of a cool little uh, neat tidbit about his life, he published a collection of interviews with civil rights leaders. And some of those leaders included Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. And mind you, he did this in the South. And so, so kind of a neat um, history, very, very progressive and, and uh, perhaps ahead of his time. This book was suggested by Joel Tomlin, who is the owner of Landmark Booksellers in Franklin, Tennessee. I do the website work for Joel, and Landmark is located right on Main Street. And, and if you've never been to Franklin, you need to go. If, if you're going to make a trip to, to visit Nashville, uh, be sure to go to Franklin. It's just about 15, 20 minutes away from, from downtown Nashville. But Franklin is like old town America. Uh, you feel like you're kind of stepping back 50 years Everything is two stories tall. You've got the main street with all the shops and a ton of festivals, very family, family friendly. And on that main street is Landmark Booksellers. And it is, it is glorious. It's uh, a lot of rare books, used books, new, bo- new, new books, um, and just a fun, fun place to go. And I work with Joel. I'm his, his web developer. And last year, I 
as I was preparing my 2019 reading list, I asked him for the top three books that that I should read by Southern authors. So Southern literature, and that's one thing that that Joel at Landmark really focuses on and, and is best at is Southern literature and Tennessee history, Civil War history. So I knew I'd be getting some good recommendations from him, and, and he took a lot uh, a lot of time to think about it. And so, all the King's Men was one of the three books, and I will be reading the other two books this year as well. Uh, but this was the first of the three that he had recommended. So, all the King's Men it's it's about a politician named Willie, and the the book really follows Willie and his rise to political stardom. But we also follow another character named Jack Burden. And the the two stories kind of weave through a number of other characters as well, but uh, we're, we're mainly looking at Willie and Jack throughout the book. Now, Jack is Willie's uh, sort of jack-of-all-trades. Jack is the go-to guy for basic things to get things done and also kind of a lot of the dirty work that uh that Willie needs to do in his his political role. So Jack Jack is is the guy that gets things done. And uh interesting quote in the in the book that uh that Jack says is that the story of Willie and the story of Jack are one and the same. And it's kind of a uh, neat thing uh, that he says in one sense it's one story so to to think about that as we read about these these characters throughout the book uh, for Willie Willie the politician at the beginning he says my study is the heart of the people and so you kind of get a or you, uh, maybe a hopeful sense that that uh, he'll be a good guy but that that quickly goes away and uh, it's it's kind of funny. At, at first, he starts he tries to get people to follow him and 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 to vote for him by presenting facts and figures. And people just tune him out; they don't want to hear it. And after an episode where he finds out that he's been used by other politicians, he gets drunk, and then the next day he gives a speech and he doesn't look at any of his notes. He just goes from the heart. And from that point on, he's willy. He he shoots from the hip. Uh, speaks from the heart and it, it you you just go in and you see you see the the havoc that that this man does throughout uh throughout uh, a community so that's that's uh the basics of the story i will get, be getting into it a lot more uh in in segment two but um but just a a, a neat story and in, in, in especially how willie and jack how their stories intertwine throughout the book my initial reaction to the book was astonishment. I, I wrote at the end, this is a masterpiece. I don't know if I went too far with that, but uh, it, it was amazing. And there were a few different points where I was absolutely shocked by what I read. I mean, in, in the sense that it was not what I was expecting. And usually when I read a novel or I'm reading fiction, I you kind of know where things are going and maybe I'm just uh, naive or, or didn't catch on quickly enough in this book, but, but there are, there are a few parts that just totally caught me off guard. And I remember just sitting in my chair after reading it and just kind of sitting there like, wow, how did, how did the author just make that happen? How did that just happen in the story? And 
I, it was it was a cool feeling because that that doesn't happen a whole lot with me as a, when I'm reading fiction. So yeah, a neat book. And then I mean, there there would just be paragraphs where I would just have to keep rereading the paragraphs because it, it was so rich and so. I, the language that that um, Robert Penn Warren uses and the way he describes things and getting to the heart of a matter and and just digging deep I mean really hitting you uh, with with the way he writes um, amazing in that sense as well so story wise incredible I mean it'll keep you on the edge of your seat and then just writing wise as well and, and descriptions and everything really amazing book. And, and as I've had time, more time just to sit with this book, I mean, I've, I've kind of put off doing a review of this book on the website because I, there's just so much, there's so much I want to think through and I, I really want to do well with that, that review. So I've, I've kind of put that off for a while, but as I've thought more and more about the book, it, it has gotten uh, deeper and deeper. And this is one that I definitely will reread at some point in the future. One other note before I, I get into segment two is that I did not consult any other sources before recording this episode in regards to things that other people wrote about the book or thought about the book. And I did that on purpose because I, when I read books and, and also when I watch movies, I, I miss a lot. And I'll, like if I'm watching a movie with my wife, I'm like, did that really just happen or is that what they meant? Or And she's like, yeah, duh. Uh, so I, I miss a lot, and, and especially with with literature. But I, I want to work on that. I want to get better at that. I want to to learn how to read better, uh, and that's why I read that book, the one previous to to, uh, to this one, the Art of X-ray Reading. I, I, w- I want to learn how to dig more out of out of books, and so in with that, I, I I really want to see what I pull out of this book first. And I want to share that in this podcast episode. I want to share that in the review I do on the website. And then I'll, I'll look at other sources and see if I was way off, if I, uh, if, you know, kind of hone my skills, I guess, my reading skills that way, as opposed to immediately going to other sources right after the book and then, and then just kind of relaying what, what they say. So this is from me. It may be dumb. It may not uh, be... The, the most important things out of the book, but there are things that, that stuck out to me and that, that I want to share. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. The Books of Titans project is based around the idea of having a yearly reading list and sharing that list with others. So with that in mind, I have opened up the Books of Titans website so that you can share your yearly reading list. We all need suggestions on which books to read, and so by you sharing your list, that helps others find new books, find uh, good books, and then it also helps you share that list with others. So for just $9 a month, you can submit the books you're reading. I'll put them up on the website into a visually stunning format, and it's one that you can share on social media. I mean, you can take screenshots of it and, and then share that, and then other people can see what you've been reading, what you've got coming up that sort of thing. You'll also get access to the back end of the website. You'll be able to write reviews for each of the books, uh, rate them, say how you found out about the book, uh, your start date, your end date, 
all those kind of fun things. And you also get your own URL. So if you want to check out what it will look like, uh, you can look at Stuart's list, which is at booksoftitans.com forward slash Stuart dash Browning. And I'll link to that in the show notes. Uh, and, and for more details, you can go to booksoftitans.com forward slash my books altogether, my books, uh, for more details. I have three options available there and would love for you to share your, your reading list on the website so we can see what, what you're reading as well. So part of what I love about having a reading list is to be able to view the books together. And with that in mind, I'm, I'm going back to the, the art of x-ray reading the book right before all the King's men to pull out some of the lessons there and apply those to all the King's men to see if I can capture some more. And, and I can say with confidence that, um, that some of these things that, that I pulled out of the, this book, I would not have necessarily concentrated on had I not read the art of x-ray reading first. So I'm very thankful for that book. And so the first thing that I want to pull out is just looking at names in this book. And the narrator of the book is is that Jack person I, I mentioned in segment one. His full name is Jack Burden. So when I think of Jack, I think of Jack of all trades, and that's that's really what he is. He's he does he does everything for Willie. He does the dirty work. He does the the preparation work. Uh, he he looks into people's past to try to find bad things that Willie can exploit. Uh, vulnerabilities and uh, things from their past so that uh, Willie can get them to do whatever he wants them to do through really through through blackmail. Jack's also kind of a common name, uh, just a, a solid good good name. So just kind of a, a every man in a way. But then that last name, that, that's troublesome, Burden. And there, there's a lot associated with that name. And not only is Jack Burden his name, the town where he's from is Burden's Landing. And so throughout the book, I'm just trying to think, okay, what what is the burden that has been placed on Jack, who's the narrator? What's the burden that's been placed on him by Willie, the politician? And there are a ton of burdens. Uh, Willie asks Jack to do a lot of things that put Jack back into his past. So Jack has to continually confront his past throughout the book in order to do his job for Willie. And by confronting his past, he's confronting a lot of the people that make up his past. Those could be his his romantic flings, his family, and it is it is such a deep web of of connections that um I just kept thinking, you know, what is the burden there? What is, what is the burden that Willie is putting on Jack? And th- there is a huge burden because it affects all of Jack's relationships. The town's also burdened. So there's a burden for the town. But we also see the word burden come up in, in other parts of the book. And, and there's one part in particular where uh, Jack is able to, to look back at some of the history of his family and it, it, it goes in this, this large section and you're kind of, while you're, or at least for me, while I was reading and I'm thinking, you know, why is, why are we going into this much detail about a family in the past that doesn't seem to have much to do with the book, but it does all tie together in, in, in an interesting way. But some of the things that happen in, in the, in these past stories is, 
um, really horrible things that people do and how those things put a burden on others. And also how the people who, who did the bad things, they were concerned about people who were looking at them. And they, they, always, they always talked about the, their eyes being upon them, like the burden of their eyes being upon sin. And so what they did is they r- removed that burden. And, and in that case, they had to remove the people that, that were, were looking at them, that, were, that possibly knew about what that person had done. And so they had to remove them. And so the, the, the book talked about removing the burden of their eyes upon their sin. Uh, so th- that's one part of it. And then the other really interesting thing about this book is that it's about Willie the politician. So you would assume, I mean, even from the front cover, the front cover of the edition I have is it shows a politician speaking at a rally. Uh, and so you, you going into the book, I kind of thought it would be a, 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 a big political book. You would, you'd see mass movements of, of, what this politician did and the impact it had and how he, he had this legislation go and all that. And the book doesn't really deal with that at all. I mean, we get one glimpse into a hospital that he's the, that Willie wants to, to set up. But other than that, everything is at a very local level and it's relationships that are close to Willie. So it's Jack and then it's Jack's relationships, and all those are connected to Willie. So even though Willie's this this important politician, and there's a burden on that sense of, of the burden of taxation they talk about in the book, but then there's also this just deeply personal burden that Willie places on Jack and on others in Jack's circle. So Again, going back to the the art of X-ray reading, looking at deeply into names, and there there are a lot of names in this book, um, a lot of characters, but uh, that one of Jack Burden, uh, just I, I I kept going back to that and, and wondering why, where's the burden, and and it really opened up the book, and then anytime I saw the word burden, uh, it, it it stuck out as well. So the second thing I want to talk about is uh, is one thing that Roy Peter Clark Clark suggested in the art of x-ray reading which is is to read the bible because a lot of what we see in in literature is it references the bible and so i would just want to pull out two very brief um uh, things that that came about in all the king's men and this this book was was stock full of of references to the bible but um here here were a few of those uh Willie's talking about a, a person and, and he says, Alex Michael was a liar and the truth was not in him. And that, that's just kind of a straight quote from uh, John 2 verse 4, which says, The one who says, I have come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. So that, that stuck out immediately, uh, the, the phrasing of that, a liar and the truth was not in him. It's, it's an exact quote from, um, from John 2 verse 4 there. And then Willie in a speech he, he, he says, I have seen the dew on the fleece and the ground dry. And he's, he's like ecstatic at this point. He's, he's really into his speech. And that is a, a, a direct reference to Gideon testing God in Judges 6. And so a few verses here. So Gideon said to God, if you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said, 
Look, I shall put a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece only, and it is dry ground all around, then I shall know that you shall save Israel by my hand, as you have said. So it, it's a reference to uh, testing God. And so Willie's saying, I've seen the dew, I've, I've tested, I've seen the dew and the fleece on the ground dry. And so just a, a couple references there, but uh, it just adds a lot of context when when you're able to 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 see those and and kind of pull out the the larger context. And in in the art of X-ray reading, Roy Peter Clark went deep into Moby Dick and in, in how uh, the name Ishmael was a biblical reference, and then and then uh, pulled different biblical references from from some of the other books. It was really interesting, and so just even. Uh, something to focus on in a book is, is, is kind of neat. The third thing uh, that I, I focused on was a common theme throughout the book. And again, something mentioned in the Art of X-Ray Reading, but the common theme in the art, uh, the, in, sorry, in All the King's Men was the great twitch. And I'm still kind of gra- trying to grapple with what Exact, exactly this means. And this is one of the things that I'm going to look up uh, when once I consult other sources about the book. But the great twitch, uh, Jack is on a bus with, with, a, with a guy and his face twitches and it's something he can't control. And, he, and he's fascinated by this twitch and he just stares at this man's twitch. And the twitch is dest- described as an independent phenomenon. And it's just something involuntary in in that person's life. And it ties into the rest of the book with just, there, there are a lot of things that we can't control, but that, that impact. I mean, you can't look at this one guy's face without this twitch on it by his left eye, but he can't control that. And yet it's visible. And, and so you, you see this kind of play out throughout the book and in, in and then you also see the great twitch come, and it's capitalized. It's almost like that 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 is the great truth um, in the book. And so, yeah, one one thing, one common theme that I, I just kind of kept my eye on throughout the book, and and even preparing uh, for for this episode, just read through those passages again that that referred to the great twitch, and still have a lot of questions about it, and. But it was it was cool to really focus on that and then just note every time that 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 came up. Now into our final segment and the one thing. I actually feel a little weird pulling one thing out of a work of fiction. It's a little easier with a nonfiction book because those are a lot of times those are just books of of lessons and good ideas. And you can just kind of pick one of those and the one that sticks the most or, or you think will have the most impact. But for fiction, I mean, this, this was such a deep book. It it was a long book. It was 600 plus pages and so many different storylines going on it all weaving together. Uh, And so I, I guess that's really the one idea that, that I want to stick with from this book. It's, all these things weaving together into a web. So I want to highlight just one paragraph from from about the middle of the book. Here it is. Cass Mastern lived for a few years, and in that time he learned the world is all of one piece. 
He learned that the world is like an enormous spider web, and if you touch it, however lightly, at any point the vibration ripples to the remotest perimeter, and the drowsy spider feels the tingle and is drowsy no more, but springs out to fling the gossamer coils about you who have touched the web and then inject the black, numbing poison under your hide. It does not matter whether or not you meant to brush the web of things. Your happy foot or your gay wing may have brushed it ever so lightly, but that happens always happens, and there is the spider, bearded black and with his great faceted eyes, glittering like mirrors in the sun or like God's eye and the fangs dripping. So this idea that all things are are connected, the big and the small, the good and the bad, and we really see that with Willie. As I mentioned before, I expected this book to be more about kind of the big political things that Willie did and how that impacted a whole a, a, a mass of people. But instead, this book is the micro level. This is like studying microeconomics instead of macroeconomics. It's, it's the, the personal relationships and how Willie, the governor, how who he was negatively impacted those closest to him. And by extension, what he had Jack do negatively impacted his relationships with, with people from his past. So that, that web of, of connections and, and Willie's whole thing, Willie the politician, he, he, he knew he, he was a bad guy. He knew that, that politics was dirty, but he was going to try to take the bad and turn it into good. And you see that that doesn't really work out. It didn't work out. And it caused tremendous pain. So this web of, of connection, this interrelatedness, uh, that's, my, that's my key takeaway from the, the book, the one key idea. That's going to do it for this episode. Before I sign off, just a reminder that you can now share your own reading list on the Books of Titans website by going to booksoftitans.com forward slash mybooks. You can also follow Books of Titans on Instagram or Twitter at Books of Titans. And if you haven't already done so, you can subscribe to this podcast and find all of our past episodes through iTunes, the Android Marketplace, or your pocket, a podcast manager of choice. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate it. That helps us get higher up in the rankings. And then also share your favorite episodes on social media. We'll be back next week with another book. And until then, keep reading, keep learning, and keep listening. I'm out.